The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Let's talk a little bit about what happened uh, before the COVID-19 inquiry in the UK today. So uh, former Prime Minister Boris Johnson back before the inquiry. He was there all day yesterday and again today. Some hard questioning again brought out some emotion uh, in Johnson, who at one stage insisted, I do care and I did care about the pandemic. And he was not indifferent to it or the suffering uh, it caused. At one stage, though, he interjected and interrupted because he didn't seem to like where all the evidence was beginning to point. You've dwelt particularly on uh, WhatsApp exchanges and uh, various things that I'm supposed to have have said, um, which indicate that I didn't care. I, I did care and I continue to care passionately about it. Yeah, that was uh, Boris Johnson uh, insisting that he, he does uh, care. Uh, take another little listen to further clips in the inquiry. I, I did care and I continue to care passionately about it. And I, I, I will, I, I, if you want, I, I haven't talked about this before uh, in, in public, uh, but, and it goes to, the, to what, what, what you were saying earlier about about elderly people. I just want to remind you that I, I when, when I went into ITU, to in intensive care, I I saw uh, around me a um, a lot of people uh, who were who were not actually elderly. Um, and in fact, they were middle aged men, um, and they were they were quite like me. And some of us were going to make it, and some of us weren't. What I'm trying to tell you, in a nutshell, and the NHS, thank God did an amazing job and, and, and helped me survive. Um, but I knew from that experience what an appalling disease this is. I had absolutely no personal doubt about that from March onwards. Uh, to say that I didn't care about the, the suffering that was being inflicted on the country is simply... Uh, not right. Yeah, that was uh, just a couple of clips uh, from the inquiry uh, today. Adam Bolton, political commentator, is with me. Adam, uh, did we learn anything today about how Boris Johnson handled things? Or didn't handle it? I, I think the truth of the matter is that after two days uh, of hearings, it's become pretty clear uh, that Mr Johnson denies uh, that uh, he knew uh, what was going on in many circumstances. He says that he uh, took the role making provocative comments to try and get other people uh, to concentrate. I mean, he's apologised for uh, the pain caused, uh, but he's not apologised for any lapses on his part, uh, which made the impact of the uh, pandemic uh, more severe. Uh, and that is one reason why uh, representatives of the bereaved families uh, have rejected what Mr. Johnson's had to say in his apologies, although it has to be said that they were uh, rejecting it in advance uh, of his two days of evidence. Were, were there particular moments today or particular issues uh, wherein Boris Johnson found himself in hotter water than at other times? Yeah, I think right at the end, there was a very odd moment when uh, Boris Johnson started soliloquising on 
what he thought the inquiry should be looking into. Uh, and the chair of the inquiry, Baroness Hallett, said to him very tartly, you set the terms of reference for this inquiry. Uh, so I think he was slapped down there. And there were a number of occasions where he said he couldn't remember making uh, flippant or dismissive remarks uh, about uh, the impact of the disease on various groups. Uh, and the uh, QC, the main QC for the council, was able uh, to read them out uh, from WhatsApp. Of course, Boris Johnson's argument has been, in a sense, that uh, it was his bad luck that when he was in number 10, uh, WhatsApp was available. Uh, and he's argued that, as he put it, there would have been uh, fruity exchanges uh, in the past, in the Thatcher or major governments, uh, had they had WhatsApp available to them. I'm not sure uh, how persuasive that is, because uh, what we've seen from Boris Johnson is a prime minister who uh, frankly admits that he thought uh, constructive chaos and uh, various different officials uh, competing and briefing against each other uh, was the way uh, to have creative government. Uh, but, of course, uh, the counter-argument is uh, that the British government wasn't exceptionally effective in dealing with the pandemic. Is any of this necessarily new, Adam? Will, will people be learning things about how Boris Johnson coped with things or, as you say, didn't cope with things? I don't think so, to be honest. I think all of this uh, that we've heard so far has been covered. Uh, of course, there have been specific messages uh, coming out. I think possibly... As far as the government handling of it, uh, the biggest problem is now being handed to uh, the prime minister, the current prime minister, Rishi Sunak, who's due to be giving evidence next week, uh, because uh, the chief scientific advisor and the chief medical advisor have both said that they were not consulted on uh, the Eat Out to Help Out program uh, in the summer of the first year of the pandemic, which was designed to get the economy going. It was very much Rishi Sunak's signature policy. And uh, they've actually said that they were discussing amongst themselves that this would lead to more infection. And in fact, uh, one medical advisor uh, described uh, Rishi Sunak as eat out uh, Dr. Death advocating eat out to help out or eat out to spread the disease. So mm. Rishi Sunak is definitely going to be asked about that on Monday, and it could be awkward for him. Boris Johnson, incidentally, uh, sort of rather kicked for touch on that one, simply saying, well, he would be astonished if there wasn't proper consultation in advance of that announcement. And he seems to remember without producing any evidence that there was. It's fascinating, Adam, for us watching it, because one of the criticisms that has been made, and I'm sure it will come up in our own uh, inquiry uh, when it happens, uh, of the approach in Ireland is that there was almost too much consensus and we, we did not hear dissenting voices. And it's almost, it seems from my point watching this over the last few days, kind of the picture was almost completely the opposite, 180 degrees uh, in the UK government. There seemed to be a complete lack of coherence at times. Yeah, I mean, Boris Johnson has admitted that he didn't, as he put it, twig to the seriousness of the disease early enough. But then he goes on and almost contradicts himself by saying uh, he still wouldn't have started the lockdown uh, any earlier than he did uh, on the 23rd of March uh, 2020. So what we're getting is a prime minister insisting that in the circumstances he did his best. And two days running, I mean, today when he's talking about 
his own hospitalization at St. Thomas's. And yesterday, uh, when he was talking about uh, the rapid spread of the infection, he's basically uh, presented himself uh, as a, a human being uh, getting emotional and saying that those were very bad times mm. uh, and uh, he's sorry about what happened. What he's not doing is directly accepting responsibility, as I say, uh, for uh, the extent uh, to which the pandemic hit the United Kingdom. Well, I, I, you are so expert in these areas, Adam, and I've covered politics for so long. You'll be well aware of the phenomenon of uh, politicians being very quick to claim they're not infallible, but being very slow to claim any infallibility. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, one commentator uh, who himself was in a coma for 60 days, a, a poet, uh, was asked about the Prime Minister's apology. He said, well, look, there are two sorts of apology. There's an apology, sorry, I punched you. And there's an apology, sorry, you're hurting. And this is very much the second <laughs> category, the sorry, you're hurting, not admitting uh, about uh, uh, the root cause of the offence. Adam, listen, an absolute pleasure as always. And thanks a million for talking to us through that. Adam Bolton, political commentator. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.